I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, this is like, honestly, attempt 10. It must be attempt 10 of doing this intro because I hate doing them. Um, Which begs the question, why do I do them? Because sometimes I do the podcast without an intro and nobody ever says that's a shame we didn't do the intro so why am i doing this anyway this is the live one it's with rag and bow man he was an amazing guest we talk about westwood we talk about his love of hip-hop we talk about the fact that 90 percent of his fans don't know that he's got a hip-hop background if you've heard the jam baxter album and dirty dykes album then you'll know he's got skills uh, and he came out after the interval and uh, performed with the rom committee so um it's a great app he was a great guest. I don't know what to do about the fact that people are turning up still to these live recordings thinking it's a stand-up night. I, I don't know what, how much clearer to make it. Like, we put it on the thing, it says it's a live version of the podcast, it's part of the podcast festival, but it's weird. It's weird when you see somebody <laughs> who's been expecting a stand-up night then watch some hip-hop. I, I don't know. Anyway... Thanks to Martin T. Smooth um, for being our resident DJ. Uh, it was a great night, and we're going to do more of them. So, you know, come and check it out. Uh, all right, have a good one. Enjoy. Bye-bye. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back, because it's time for the podcast. Right about now, I need everybody to get up off of their seats right now for five seconds, please. Everybody, get up off of your seats. The show is about to start. Everybody, get up, get up, get up, get up. Right about now, I need to introduce you to the host with the most. The lyrical killer from Crawley. The Asian sensation. He goes by the name of Ramesh Ranganay from Brighton. Give it up! is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Romish Ranganathan. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. Yes, 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 yes. Hello, take a seat, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? How are we doing? We good? Oh my God. That was the wrong one this time, my bad. I got my family fortune. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, can you please get up for our, D- our Hip Hop Save My Life's resident DJ, Mind Too Smooth? Uh, thank you for so much for coming out, man. We had to move venues because uh, we're doing so fucking well. Absolutely smashing it. And then I see this shit. So. <laughs> so obviously that's bollocks. Uh, who's, uh, who here is an actual hip hop fan? Yeah. Cool, is it? Hip hop, innit? I know, but I didn't know you were going to do that. It's terrifying. Um, is anybody not a hip hop fan? Yeah. Okay, cool. You're about to have, you are about to have the shittest night ever. Um, <laughs> It's weird, actually, because uh, it's um, every now and again, we've done a few of these live uh, Hip Hop Save My Life, and um, every time we've done it, I get a message from somebody saying that they came to see the show and they're very disappointed that it wasn't just stand-up. And then I have to say, I'm really sorry for us delivering what was advertised... And I apologise that you're a fucking idiot. Uh, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what else to say. But it'll still be a laugh. It'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, you're going to have a great time. We're going to have a chat uh, with Rag and Bone Man. 
And then, uh, then we have. A, so we're going to do that. We're going to have the chat. Then we have a little interval. Then uh, Rag and Bowman and the Rum Committee are going to do a little performance for you. And uh, and then we go home. We well, don't have to go home, but you do have to leave. Pardon? Coming to the pub? Not with you, mate. Absolutely not. Uh, was that a genuine invite? Pardon? No. <clears throat> Happy to watch a brown man on stage, not to have him at the pub with you. Is that right? I get it, I get it. I know what it's like in Brighton. Do you know what I mean? It's all in principle, but not in my backyard. I get it. Uh, but listen, we are very grateful to you for coming out, and uh, I need to, well, I need to introduce my partner uh, on the podcast. Uh, he contributes breathtakingly little uh, to, to what we do. Uh, please, could you go wild, <laughs> go crazy, for Rumadge! If you're talking the hardest, gigs better pop up in your thoughts as an artist. Jeez! Talk in the market, everybody wants to know where walk in the park is, walk in the party. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rumadge. Bit of fun. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Um, so who listens to the podcast? And did everyone know that... No, I didn't say who doesn't, you fuckface. There's an empty front row there. Yeah, I know. I'll cover you sit here and I'll just fucking abuse... Anyway, the point is, does any, if you listen to the podcast, did you know that Rumadge looks like this? No. It's amazing, isn't it, when someone's appearance is like a punchline. Thank uh, you. Is, did anyone think he was Asian? Yeah. Yeah. Is Martin it? saying that and I've met him about ten times. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Um, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to be in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> is that your attempt to ingratiate yourself yeah, with the I got, crowd? I think I got two of them on side. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's life treating you? It's all right. I'm just having a bit of a battle at the moment. Okay, go on. What? We've had our planning permission turned down. For, for what? For an extension on our new flat. <coughs> oh, wow. Okay, so, um, so you've got a new flat. We've got a new flat. How long have you been in the flat for? About, about since September. Okay. Actually, I didn't know that. Um, and then, what are you having? What's the extent? What is it? Talk through me through the extent. We're just going to try and put a third bedroom in at the back. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this is so castle. fucking grimy. What a grimy story. <laughs> I thought it'd be so fucking I thought, street. I thought you so could help me. Or we um, could use so the podcast planning permission through Hackney Council. Through Hackney Council. Yeah. Right. Denied. And then what, why are they denied it? Um, well, it turns out the back of the house was illegally built. Uh, 15 years ago. Okay, but that's not um, your problem, is it? <laughs> no, but I don't know. I just if there's anyone out there who can help. Well, how can they I help? Don't know. Well, how, not, no, not just how in this room. Possibly, no, but how, how, how can it be helped? You have to move. Well, they might be. No, I think we could take this to court. I'm gonna. Isn't, isn't, isn't it? Is it? Sorry, it's over, right, for him for this extension. Yeah, it's, it's done. You got to move. I'm not accepting it. I'm going to contest it. Yeah, Jesus out, Christ, man. mate. <laughs> Fuck Hackney Council. What, what an insane thing to get passionate about. He's no, been I've always, through it's it. always fucking Hackney, bruv. He's been through it. Oh, mate, I can imagine they fuck you off down here on the south coast. It must be a nightmare. That's why he moved here. Yeah. By the way, Brighton, listen, I'm from Crawley, right? They're Crawley people. There's Crawley people, let me take it. Brighton, get over yourselves. You think you're so fucking great. Shit. What were you saying backstage? It's huh? like the Camden. I didn't say that. <laughs> somebody, somebody backstage described it as Camden, Camden on of sea. The sea. That was Jamie, our editor. Uh, to yeah. full it's nice. No, Brighton's nice. It's nice. I like it. I do like it. I just think you think it's better than it is. As if that beach isn't what it is. <laughs> as if that beach isn't one of the most inhospitable environments. I've ever had the fucking misfortune to step foot on in my life. You need to put bulletproof fucking flip-flops on to survive. 
These people are proud of themselves <laughs> for the beach. Christ. Pardon? Crawley Beach. Too soon, Yeah, mate. but the difference is, mate, we're not pretending there's a beach there, okay? You've just got a fucking end of your town and you're calling it a beach. We've got sand in Crawley. It's just, we just throw it at people coming out of weather spoons, all right? It's different. Um, and, okay, we should get our guest out, shouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, but first of all, before we do... Oh, actually, let's get, let's get our guest out first of all and then we're going to see what Martin's got sound... Actually, let's see what you've got sound effect was. What have you brought today? I've got a new set of sound effects for you, man. You know, okay. like, I like to freshen it up each time. Yeah. Got Westwood. Understand that! <laughs> Topical. That's good. If ever you want just to order a bellend. <laughs> and seeing as we're in Brighton... Take it down south! <laughs> got a catchphrase one. You're really into your game what is, shows what is, what is, Hold on, what have you got... Family uh, fortunes and catchphrase. I've been watching a lot of daytime television recently, right. so... You know, why not? <laughs> okay, what else you got? Um, got the air horn. It's a classic. It's a classic. These people here are fucking loving it. And you know what? I had a... Uh, in case of uh, emergency, in case there weren't no crowd. That is... Isn't that one of the most damning indictments of a show you've ever heard? Where... Somebody involved has brought crowd noise with them. It's still going as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there it is. And I got the usual smash. Okay. And we heard the family fortune. Great. You don't sound impressed. Uh, I just don't know why you've gone so heavy on the game shows. Does anybody here watch Catchphrase? Okay, you're about there to... There we have, go. You're going to have a great night. Um, okay. Uh, listen, it is, uh, we have tried to do a podcast with this man for a while, but it's been difficult because everyone's busy. But we are absolutely, it's an honour for us to have a genuine star, mega star, come and do this podcast, right? For, we, the podcast is not good enough for this man, basically. I agree. And for some reason, he's agreed to do it. So, can you please go wild and crazy for Rag and Bone Man? <laughs> Now tell me who wanna fuck with us Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, I bang And let your fucking brains hang Snitches, fuck my little bitch Did, uh, did anyone give you a mic? No Oh, fuck it. He needs a mic Jesus fucking yours, hell thanks It's already fucked up, this It's not even done up properly Now Martin hasn't got a mic Now Martin hasn't no. got a mic we, We're getting him one Should we do that him. intro again? No No, let's not Um so what do we call you? Rory. Rory, okay. Uh, I was going to call you Un. Why? Of the three As words, why would you... Yeah, yeah, I know, but why choose that one? For a, just for a giggle. Um, how are you, mate? I'm all right, very well, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, very, it's, it's an honour to have you on a podcast. It's right? an honour to be here. I um, listen to all of your podcasts. Thank and you. And I'm a fan. So do you have you. Uh, a least favourite episode? I think they're all quite good. How about... Just um, genuinely. Did you hear the one with my mum where we just talked about a woman that sh had sex with a lobster? I don't know if you caught that one. I actually haven't seen that no, one. No, no, no. That's, that uh, yet, that's, uh, that's quite the highlight. I'll be sure to check it yeah, out. Yeah, you must check that out. If anybody is interested in uh, a Sri Lankan illegal immigrant's views on lobster fucking, it's well worth... Did she bring it's that well up or did you spin? bring it up? Well, we were talking about this. Oh, this too, I mean, we can't. She brought. I brought it up because you know stuff to chat about with your mum. Now you uh, gave. You brought with you today an incredible gift. Yeah. Uh, can you? He knows what it is. Somebody had an orgasm in the crowd. <laughs> for me, you brought me a present, didn't you? I did bring you a present, yeah. And uh, the present is basically it's a load of hip hop album. It's a book. It's a Marvel yeah. book. Yeah. With loads of hip hop. Covers, album yeah, covers, reimagined with um, Marvel stars in, right? Yeah. So they've got uh, Adventures of Slick Rick but with Gwen, with uh, Spider Girl, and then they've got, I think there's a big pun one with. So basically, it's loads of hip hop album covers recreated. Yeah, it's amazing. So I thank saw you it for and it, was, it looked cool as fuck, so I thought yeah. we might like it. You know. And uh, I'm a comic book fan. Are you a comic book fan? Yeah, a little bit. Are you excited about the new Avengers film? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I've not seen it. 
You've not seen, you've not seen, it's not come out yet. Oh, well. (laughs) I've not seen the one before. Is there one before? There is one before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Venom yet? I've seen Venom, yeah. What did you think? I thought it was fucking shit. Yeah. I really shit. Uh, Venom, has anyone here seen Venom? What did you think? Shit, okay. Um, I, uh, I just, I just, it's a lot of it is Tom Hardy. Well, a lot of it is Tom Hardy, obviously, he's in the film, but... He doesn't become Venom until far too late in the movie for me. It's just a lot of tentacles shooting out of his back. Have you seen it? No. What, um, what is his superpower? What is his superpower? It's this, basically this alien symbiote that takes him over and then it, every now and again it sort of covers his body completely and then he sort of becomes a sort of... Oh, I can't be asked to explain it. Just Google it, mate. Now, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but um, we... Uh, don't worry, it's not like a Paxman-style stitch-up. Uh, but I know, you've got an op- I, I know you've got an opinion, but you're not, you might say no comment on this. Okay. Westwood and Rodney P. Hey, Westwood's a dickhead. <laughs> Exclusive. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> so... <laughs> do you know what? I said to Rupert, I know that he's Westwood got... Westwood don't a, want I said, <laughs> Take it down, Sam! <laughs> You saw the interview, though, right? I saw the interview. Did anybody, has anybody seen this thing with Westwood and Rodney P? Yeah. Okay, so Rodney P, obviously a legend in UK hip-hop. Westwood was in an interview with Giggs, right? Yeah. And then, what exactly... So, Wes, R- R- Giggs was talking about how much he likes Rodney P. He he basically, they were talking about uh, the kind of influence on, on UK hip-hop as such, on his sound and people's sounds, and, you know, and he said... Basically, Westwood said a lot of UK hip hop was trash. Yeah, and and then which is a fucking statement by itself, and then basically said that Rodney P was shit as well. Yeah, and I was like, it's one thing to say UK hip hop's rubbish, but then call the Godfather of UK hip hop shit too. Like, it's well, what was really good about that, and it's well worth checking it out because Westwood sort of drops a cuss on Rodney P. It's like. I always thought you had a plum in his mouth. Yeah. And then waits for a laugh that doesn't fucking arrive. It's where, so where good. Is, where is Westwood from? I don't, where, where, is, isn't he from like Southampton? Bishop Storford. Yeah. Is he really? I think so, yeah. No, he's a son of a bishop. Oh, yeah, that's that it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a son. <laughs> the Bishop of Storford. <laughs> He's 62, is that right? Yeah, he's 62. And then, and then Rodney P went on Charlie Sloss show. Yeah. F- like, shots fired at Westwood. Called him a vulture. He did. Uh, also suggested... He's um, a bit of a nonce. Is it, said, yeah. This is all allegedly... All allegedly. That allegedly. Rodney P suggested that... that um, and by the way, you guys have arrived at just the right time. It's only been about 10 minutes. We're already throwing nonsense. Uh, and by the way, could we just say, a special guest tonight, Tim Westwood's family are joining us. Hey, Bishop. All the way from Bishop Stortford. Can, can I call you Bish? <laughs> Duke and Duchess of we Bishop just, Stortford. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, it, basically, then all these videos came out of Westwood, who is what? How old is he now? 62. Uh, 103. You, do you know what? You are fucking gemmed up on Westwood facts. You know that? Um, and just loads of videos of him daggering. Do you know, guys know what daggering is? No. <laughs> do you want me to... Go on, you show, you show. Do you, you want show. some music for it? Huh? Yeah. Can we some... You have to do it on me. So it's like, I'll do it on you, yeah, you bend over. So imagine... <laughs> Hold on. Bright and tell, baby. Genuinely hurts. <laughs> what you got down there? I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking smashed myself <laughs> on the first, the first dagger. It's actually harder than it looks. Not my cock. Uh, the, <laughs> actually daggering. I fuck. I, I didn't realise how physically. Was that upsetting for you? To, was that? <laughs> he couldn't get the full. I didn't vision. expect to see that this evening. <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm going to go do the Rubbish podcast. <laughs> well, I definitely, 100% should have just done it to the chair. Thanks for applauding. Yeah, you should have, mate. Because that was fucking awful. I like that we're both out of breath. Fuck. <laughs> Why are you out of breath, man? I don't know, just bending down a bit. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry about that, Rory. So, so I guess what we're saying is, f- fuck Westwood. Fuck Westwood. Does anyone like Westwood? Okay, sweet. I, I thought this was a controversial thing, though. I thought Westwood's like, respected for, like... For doing things for hip-hop in this country. Well, I thought he was until he said that. Yeah. He's sort of like... I think he's so... Uh, so desperate to sort of remain current that he thinks that by... Like, that's why he's jumped on the grime thing and he's insulting hip-hop. Also, maybe. where do you think he got the voice from? I know. It's not Rupert will know. It's a bit weird, know. Where did it? he get it from? <laughs> it's fucking weird, isn't it? Bang those cell block doors! <laughs> My man's in Devon. <laughs> anyway, uh, so listen, it's great to have you on, man. Um, Thank you. Now, the thing for you is, you're a massive hip-hop head, and your background yeah, is hip-hop, right? Yeah. And, um, but people, you've now got in this situation now, where I imagine you've got like, have you got like two audiences now? Or what, I mean, are you conscious of the fact that, because there's people, you obviously become, you blew up big, yeah, like yeah. massive, right? Yeah. And so now you've got people... Are there people that know your, your sort of... your singing and don't know what your background is, or...? Honestly, you... I'd say 90% of the people don't know what the background is. Right. Some of them like the fact that they can see that in the music I've been doing recently or whatever. And then other people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you make rap music. <laughs> <clears throat> and is that a thing where, like... Are you trying to get the fans that don't know about that? Are you trying to get them into the other side of what you do as well? It's not really that. It's more I just want to make what music I want to make and when right. I want to make it. Do you know what I mean? It's just about freedom of doing what you want. And are you ever conscious of... Uh, do you, you don't ever worry about it. You just say, I'm just going to make exactly what I want to make. And no, because I made a tune recently with Dyke. And um, it says cunt in it twice. Yeah, and I, and I thought my record label might be a bit funny about it, but they weren't. They didn't mind. So, you know, Sony Music don't mind cunt. So many exclusives. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say cunt, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And by the way, thanks for checking. That's <laughs> alright. Um, so tell us about your, how did it start with like, because you obviously came up with the rum committee, right? Yeah, I moved here in probably 2008, 9, and um, I wanted to start making music. I met a few people, um, Gizmo, DJ Direct, and a few of the others, and they'd kind of already had something going on. They made a few tunes, and they sent it to me. I started recording my hooks on them and stuff, and right. that's how kind of rum committee was born. And then, um, how did it come to be that you were with the rum committee and then suddenly you got this sort of solo deal? It kind of went through a gig that I did in 2012 at the Brighton Dome. And um, basically, I was doing this gig supporting quite a successful artist. And it was my first like proper solo thing, just sitting okay. there with a, a guitar and playing my songs. And um, I didn't have any music out at all. Right. So I basically made like a small EP called Blues Town. And then... Um, just for that gig, really. And it actually did quite well. Yeah. And then from that, I ended up signing to High Focus. Right. Okay. See, so with High Focus, any, everybody, High Focus fans in? Yeah, I thought there would be. Um, and, then, uh, and then what happened then? Uh, basically, I, I went to a house party um, around Bozak's yard. And yeah. I met Bozak and Dyke through Leaf Dog and um, started making tunes with Leaf. And then we came out of an EP called Dog and Bone. That was about 2000. Look at that. There was about two cheers there. <laughs> Nobody Guys, if you're not it. sure that lots of people are going to cheer, just don't do it. Because it's actually, it's actually worse than if no one does it. Okay, so just think about what you're doing, okay? Because we're up here bearing our fucking souls. All right? <laughs> Sorry, go on, mate. <laughs> We basically, we basically put out this um, EP, me and Leaf. It was like, 
it wasn't really songwriting as such, but I was just singing over beats. Right. And um, people kind of liked that too, and it just kind of took it up a level um, and started to get a bit of a fan base and do festivals and gigs and support slots and all that kind of stuff. Did one more project with High Focus, which was the day Dyke put out Soul on my EP. Um, and then from there, I was like, I kind of like a little bit bored of just writing over hip-hop beats. Right. And I wanted to kind of explore songwriting from the bottom, kind of like writing it on a piano and then producing around it and stuff. Um, so I went and made Wolves, which is like the first kind of project I saw as like, not as, as a solo artist, but on my own writing songs. Right. And uh, and what you're making new stuff at the moment, right? Yeah. And what will that be like? Can you give us any sort of... I've been listening to a lot of like old root stuff and new stuff like Anderson Pack and Kendrick Lamar and stuff and uh, I've been kind of going down that kind of organic hip hop route with a lot of like brass and synths and old school sounds and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of going in that direction at the moment. With Anderson Pack cuz Anderson Pack's obviously incredible. He did this album Oxnard which came out what last year was it? Yeah. So that album was like very hip hop influence right and a lot of people he got, do you know I, I wasn't aware of this until I read it but he got a lot of criticism for that album he, I think that record yeah. was amazing but I think it's pretty good but yeah other people don't like it it's weird and then he's gone back the other he's gone back now have you seen it have you heard this Ventura this new one uh, is that the one with um, it's got Smokey Robinson, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, yeah yeah I kind of it's smooth as fuck in it yeah yeah it's yeah but it was weird because I just I thought Oxnard was like it showed like a lot of versatility and then I don't know. I didn't realize. In fact, he got so much criticism that his mum responded. For real? Yeah. His mum was just like, what the fuck are you saying about my boy? Has your mum ever defended you like that? No. She's more like, I think I'm funnier. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what I get from my mum. Maybe I should do the stand-up. Uh, Martin, did you check out Oxnard? Yeah. And but what? I prefer uh, Malibu, his first album. Yeah. Pricks say that, don't they? I've been there since the beginning. I preferred his first, I preferred, do you know what? Actually, there's a, Anderson Pack did a, a recording just in his bedroom, and only about six people have got it, and that's the one I like. You asked me what I like. Fuck you, Martin. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Malibu is good. I actually agree with you. <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So how did you, Rory, get, first get into hip-hop? Um, well, when you sent me the questions, I was trying to think about... <laughs> <laughs> this is a spontaneous interview. No, it was... Yeah, I've dug myself a hole now, I? Um, I was trying to think about when we I... We didn't send you any questions. No, they didn't. No, we no, definitely... No. Um, <laughs> do you want a second to think about it? Here's a little bit that you like to pull. Oh. How do you get into hip-hop? It was my dad, basically. <laughs> so... <laughs> you know you could have just said that straight away. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Okay, it's your dad. So what was going on with your dad? So, my dad's not really a hip-hop head. Right. But, um, I don't know, did you ever have, like, family that 
you know, like an uncle or whatever, that when you went in the house, they like shook your hand and they gave you one of them like knuckle squeezing handshakes. Sounds like, like a weird uncle to me. <laughs> well, my dad basically like used to give me that really horrible, like hard squeezing knuckle mm. handshake and yeah. he used to step on my foot right. and try and push me over. Not in like a Joe Jackson beating way, like like just in an affectionate way. Yeah, that sounds and, affectionate. And <laughs> it's the opposite and of friendly. He used uncle. to he used to say, "Don't push me because I'm close to the edge." Right. And, and I didn't realize what it was. Okay. And then I heard the actual song, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a song." That's how it happened. Basically, yeah. that's the best answer we've had to that question. Yeah. Don't you think? Because I I just thought he was trying to be funny. <laughs> Which he was, yeah. but didn't, yeah, I didn't know. It was well, a how I got into hip-hop was my dad used to run a pub and he put on, like, an entertainment night and um, he got so many complaints about it. He got, like, nearly 100 complaints. And then my mum came over to speak to him about it and he got pissed off with her and he said, Shanti, I've got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Uh, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely about halfway through. I knew to lose you. Where the fuck that was going? <laughs> I got to be so honest. Long. Midway through that, I thought I I can't figure out a route through this. This is I don't. I think I've got myself into some shit now. Uh, so you started checking out. So what sort of stuff were you listening to then? Well, there's a kid up the road, and the first kind of album I heard was the Warren G album, Regulate. Right. Because um, he used to play it, and I'd hear, hear, hear it like coming out of his bedroom window, and I was like, oh, "What's that?" And he lent me the tape, like a recorded yeah. tape version of it. So it was all like West Coast hip hop to start with, right? Yeah, Warren G. Warren G. I love that album. As you know, I've, I bought yeah. four copies of it on cassette. On cassette, I bought four cassettes of that. Four. Famously, that Warren G. song, the Warren G. album. There's a song in it called "What's Next." Yeah, yeah. Where Warren G. says, "What's next? What's next? What's N X E T?" And, and nobody school, in the studio, or when they heard the master of the album, said, Warren, can I have a quick word? I've never seen him on countdown. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought, is that like a hip-hop way of spelling next? No, nah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's a good album, though. And then what did it move on to after that? Uh, listen to, do you remember the Dog Pound album? Yeah. Yeah, Daz and Corrupt, it had... Yeah. I think it had Snoop on one of the two, one or two other tracks. Yeah, that was pretty good. I loved Corrupt. Yeah, me too. He was like the most. He was a better rapper than most of them actually. At the time yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, he was good. I thought Warren G was kind of rubbish, but the the kind of concepts of the tracks and the sound of the beats made up for the whole. Well, the thing was is that like they were all Warren G. I thought had a lot of guts in many ways because he was with the dog pound, you know, affiliated with all yeah. of those guys that did all that hard stuff. And then he would do really sing-songy stuff, like, you don't see what I see <laughs> every day as Warren J. And you just think, how did he not get his ass handed to him? Do you know what I mean? But like, Warren, what the fuck was that? First you misspell next, now you're dropping this shit. Uh, and then what did it... So did you stay West Coast, or did it sort of progress to other shit? I got a bit bored of it, and... Um my mate Swanee, actually, he's here tonight. Where's Swanee? Yeah, he got me into like loads of other good hip hop. Right. Basically, he introduced me to like stuff like Outkast. Yeah. And um, and then about that time, I started getting into more like New York stuff as well. Pharaoh Munch, and um, really like a lot. Do you remember Ill Bill? Yeah. Yeah, I got really into non-fiction and Ill Bill. So Ill Bill yeah. has just brought out a new album. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Cannibal Hulk. Yeah. This fucking album, mate. Ill Bill and Stu Bangers. He's mad underrated as a rapper, ain't he? Oh, my God. If you... Honestly, man, this Cannibal Hulk album is unbelievable. It's like my favourite... It's, it's possibly my favourite thing that's come out this year so far. It's amazing. Ill Bill's unbelievable. Stu yeah. Bangers, I started following... First of all, Stu Bangers... It does sound like a sausage factory. It does. Have you tried Stu's bangers? <laughs> They're right tasty. He looks like... Have you seen what he looks like? No, no. He's just fu he looks like this fucking... Like, he's a white guy, absolutely ripped, looks like his hobby is killing opponents of Donald Trump. Like, 
And then he's just loads of Instagram things, videos of him just on MPC, just banging out these incredible beats, man. It's, it's crazy. That album is well worth checking out. That is a Romesh recommendation. Quite a camp <laughs> one as well. Pardon? He went, that's a Romesh recommendation. Did yeah, I did do quite a good guy. It's, it's sort of well, not in that voice, but yeah. I've killed the room. That is a, yeah, that's really fucking killed the vibe, mate. Weirdly, more awkward than the daggering, I thought. Yeah, where you just, that got a lot of laughs. Yeah, that was... Which you'd have, to do, you'd have to go some way to do that, but well done, you managed it. Uh, and then what else? Sorry, Rory. Uh, what else? I can't remember the question. Now. Non-fiction you were talking Non-fiction. about? Non-fiction, yeah, yeah. And then oh, basically, I think, I think at that point, um, I started to get into UK hip-hop. Right. And um, it was, I don't know, I guess like early 2000s, uh, the first person I had was Roots Maneuver. And I saw, it was already like three or four years old at the time, but I had this DVD, and the DVD was like, Jules Holland, hip-hop and soul. And right. it had people like Guru and Angie Stone, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, Fuji, stuff like that. And, um, but there was a version of Roots Maneuver doing Dreamy Days live with like an orchestra. Right. And that fucking blew my mind. Like, him rapping and like, you know, he had that Jamaican style, but yeah. still, you know... So you um, like that, you like the blend. That's yeah. kind of what you're drawn yeah, to. Sure. I went to see Jay-Z at Royal Albert Hall and uh, he had a full orchestra. And my bro- is my brother, I'm hope- is my brother here? No. He, he, he left his house at I eight. I sorted him out a free fucking ticket. You said he left his house at eight. Bro, that was worse than the high focus shout out. That was terrible. He might be backstage, if that helps. Well, listen... My brother's a fucking prick. So that's all I wanted to say about it. That's the end of the the story. No, my brother. So it was. We went to see Jay Z at Royal Albert Hall, and it was just when Jay Z and Nas had like squashed their thing, and then Jay Z brought out Nas as like a surprise thing, and my brother nearly fell off the fucking balcony. He just went. He sounded like that because he's a fucking arsehole. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so that's good. That's, uh, you've got a good uh, background in it. Um, what are you, what do, you, do you listen to hip-hop now still? Yeah, yeah, all the time. What sort of stuff are you listening to now? Well, like I said, I'm like, I really into Anderson Pack and I listen to Kendrick Lamar. I yeah. like Reggie Snow a lot, actually. I've been right. listening to that. Yeah, I really so like Reggie sheep, Snow. A sheep likes it, so that's good. <laughs> Reggie Sheep. <laughs> That's some hip hop thing in Brighton. Every time. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Snow. This. Yeah, I like Reggie Snow a lot. And, yeah. um, I, I like this crew called Wedding Crashes as well. Oh, right, I don't they're know. Pretty, they're pretty good. Yeah. And is there anything about hip hop you don't like? We got a oh, before you, before, before you say this. Are you going to play the little bit? No, no, bit, even or? before that. Um, do, are you a Drake fan? No, no, no. You, you, let me just be clear. You cannot answer the question for him. Okay, I asked him if he's a Drake fan. Somebody goes, no, no you don't fucking know. Things about Drake. Please don't say no now. No, you can't say I'm that. I'm fairly fucking nonchalant about it because yeah. it's, it's like, you know those people get mad about fucking music that they don't like? Yeah. I, I don't really like those sort of people. And I think it's such a waste of your time. What, like, to hate I, on music? I don't like that music. You're like, yeah. well, if you don't like it, it's not for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Drake isn't for me. Yeah. It's not that I'm like, I hate this music. It's just not for yeah. me. So why would I complain about it? You wouldn't be one of these is? pricks who just shouts no at a gig or no, something. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> He's got a few bars that are yeah. right, but you know. Martin, you went to see him, didn't you? Yeah, I went to see him this week. Yeah, and you. I went to see him as well. Did you? You, So Martin. Martin says it was the best stage show of any hip hop act you've ever seen. He said he cried. I did not say I cried. (laughs) You don't. Yeah, I remember. Maybe once, but um, no. It was production-wise the best hip hop show I've ever seen. Yeah, the lights were good in that, weren't they? And like the Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? You're not selling it, man. Ferrari, you're not selling it. Best bit for me was when he brought out gigs, and then. I just went back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so why was it so good, Martin? I thought, like, the production, like, you know, like, Kanye set the bar 
for hip hop yeah. shows. Yeah. I thought that Drake kind of like copied him a little bit. And you see like the flying yellow Ferrari. So what is, it, what is this thing? Yeah. There's a flying car in the show. So he's got a track with Baby called um, Yes Indeed and he references uh, yellow Ferraris. Yeah. And then when he does that track, he's got a Ferrari which is a drone and yeah. it flies over the crowd. Yeah. Also a show with a flying car. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I've not seen that yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a big surprise, Ramesh. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> um, ask me if I like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> so you think that's the best? Did, was it? You, did you see Kendrick when? It, did you see Kendrick when it was? No, I didn't see it. Did yeah, I see saw it? Kendrick. It was better he than the Kendrick t- yeah, show. Better than Kendrick. Better than Watch Your Throne. Better than Glow in Dark. Yeah, I think it's the best. It's, he's up there with like U2 and Coldplay now with stage shows. I think. <laughs> I'm serious. What? Well, well, hold on. In I don't terms understand. of production, I think he is. Uh, in t- I don't understand what you're knowing about. What would you make? What, why are you saying no? Because he's not up there with you two and Coldplay. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Pardon? Relative. It's relative. I think he so meant what? irrelevant. Fucking hell, bro. If you're saying one word, just get it right in your head before it comes out. <laughs> Holy shit. It's irrelative. Benevolent. <laughs> that could be the name of your new uh, tour show. That's the name. Of, that's what I'm calling my brother from now on. <laughs> Let's check he's in. Is he in? Fucking update. Fucking irrelative prick. <laughs> uh, okay. So what we're going to ask is, uh, we've got a jingle for what do you? What, Hip hop gripes, yeah. Ready? Go for yeah. it. No Ma- rush. Martin's mate. gonna we'll sort it out in the edit. What's I think I have that. You don't have that. You've got the you've got the family fortunes wrong answer sounds. You haven't got any of the fucking jingles for the podcast. Oh, no. You need more. Do you need another drink? Do we need? I'll just, I'll just signal to them to bring me more alcohol. Yeah, when Rory needs more alcohol, guys. I'll, I'll have another beer as well. Yeah, if there's one going. Have you not got it, Martin? No, I don't. Okay. Sorry. Ramesh, you could do it. I had to delete it for the family fortunes one. You had to... De- <laughs> Sorry. I was out of space. You really are a piece of shit. You know that? Fucking flying How much yellow. room does the family fortunes thing take up? Enough, mate. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are your hip-hop gripes? Is there anything you don't like about hip-hop? I don't like rappers that just rely on the fact that they've got like, a good tune out right. to come on stage and have no fucking personality yeah. at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I've seen a lot of rappers where I've been really excited to see them because I love their tunes. Yeah. And they come on with this fucking lacklustre performance of like, hoodos. <laughs> and just relied on the fact that they've got good tunes yeah. to do a performance that was really shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know like, what you mean. I feel... I and a lot of people feel really fucking lucky to be able to perform music for people. And I don't know, show a bit of enthusiasm. You could be like down the fucking mine or, um, or, or weird reference, but, or, or, or like tarmacking the road or yeah. working at Lidl. Do you know Thank what I mean? You. Like, them are the jobs that people don't really want. And, and um, you're, you're on stage, you should like give it a little bit of. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, so um, we should take this opportunity to point out that for many young people in this country, their only choices really are rapping the mines or... Yeah, yeah. Or doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. You can Mac. rap down the mines if you want. Like. That's proper underground, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. I, Have I, you I, ever I, been to like a show and, you, and you've been really excited and it's, mate, it's such a fucking disappointment? I went to see... I've talked about this before, but I went... I was, the problem is, is that like, you get so excited and hip-hop's much bigger now than it was. I remember I've talked to you about this before, but there was a group, Cannibal Ox, right? Yeah. And they brought out this album um, and I was so excited to see them live. And uh, I went... It was this little pub in North London because they were... And, that's hardcore fans, like you know, they've not, not like they're really on the way up, sort of thing. And I was so excited to him. And they just, first of all, there's two of them, only one of them turned up. <laughs> so immediately, you're only gonna have 
you know, I'm doing the mental arithmetic for you there. I used to be a maths teacher. <laughs> and then he just didn't give a shit. He just came on and just like phoned it in. And I just thought, this is fucking... Because at that time, it was a lot of money that, I, you know, a lot of proportion of my disposable really? income I was paying on this. Yeah, yeah. And I was just so pissed off. And it's just like, it feels like that's the bit they... I think it's partly that's the bit they seem to enjoy the least, a lot of rappers. You know what yeah, I mean? it's weird. It's weird. They like put their hood up and they just bring out like a flying car. And then... <laughs> Sort of shallow <laughs> arseholes will think that's a show. Do you know what I mean? That's. Have you ever been to like a Wu Tang show where, where some really shit people? Oh came? my god! It's always you, God. Yeah. Yeah, or it's somebody related to him. Like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ghostface Dilla. And then it'll be Ghostface's cousin, who used to drive him around or something like that, or Master Shoeshine or something like that. They, they, they only ever three of them fucking turn up. It's mad. Anyway, no any good shows you've been to? Any good hip-hop shows you've been to? I went to see uh, some local boys recently in Bristol when I was up there. Frankie Stu and Harvey Gunn, they were pretty good. Um, was, that was I, a good I find response, it off-putting, actually. That was more of a clap than your brother. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Is um, my brother here yet? Fucking irrelative. Still. Anyway, go on, sorry. Um, I've been going to a few of the Dirty Dyke shows yeah. recently, doing the tune that I did on his album, but watching the show and, and Ronnie Bosch opened up for him. So I've been and checking that out like a couple of times and that's really sick. So um, I've got to say, man, I didn't realise how great a rapper you were until... Thanks. But listen, I honestly, if you've heard on the Jam Baxter album, yeah. Mask... Yeah. Your verse on that... Thanks, man. ...is fucking Appreciate unbelievable, it, man. And, and, like, my uh, one of my mates, I was like... He just did, he didn't know that you had any sort yeah. of... So I said to him, oh, you know he raps as well? And he goes... He just didn't believe me. And then I played that and he goes, fuck! My, I mean, my mate was trying to be... He was trying to be more sort of hip-hop. He, he, he sort of overcompensated. He's going, fucking hell, dude can spit! And I was like, all right. Relax, is your, is your relax mate. mate. We're in Crawley. We're in Crawley. Huh? Is your mate Tim Westwood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ron, bang those cell block doors. I love that geezer. Do you want a dagger again? No, Tim, relax. <laughs> um, and is that something you're going to be doing more of? Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm working on some new stuff with the crew, the Rum Committee guys, and, and we just did a new tune the other day, and it seems like we're going to be making some more stuff, so hopefully there might be another Rum Committee album coming at some point. Yeah. You should do a collab with Romish. Rom, Rom Committee. Uh, that's pretty good. Dude, dude, it was so that. not worth it. <laughs> I thought of that on the train down Did there. you really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to say it. <laughs> He's been sitting on that for nearly an hour. Just when I, just, I tell I was you asleep what, for most when of the I... When I in your back pocket and he's finally got When it I bring the heat with this rom committee joke, oh my god, that sheep is going to lose his shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, amazing. So, what would you say your uh, favourite hip hop album of all time is? Hey man, what's your favourite hip hop album? Hey, he's got that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you hadn't brought any of them, but you just brought some of them, have you? Cool. Sorry. I um I know it takes quite a lot of thinking about because there's like there's quite a lot that could be okay. Yeah, give us a couple favorite. then. Eternal Affairs. Yeah. Uh, Goody Mob, maybe. Yeah, Goody Mob. Yeah, we've not had Goody Mob before. Yeah, Soul Food is a fucking amazing album. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing this at Cadillac Music. But I went for like saying I don't know that's I still play on a rigs and. It still like fucking blows my mind how poetic it is and stuff. And some, you know, it's, I don't think there's a really a fucking right answer, is there? It's, nice. It's, it's all subjective. So there is, went, there are plenty of wrong answers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went for uh, an album by Task Force called Music from the Corner Volume One. Right. So. And what about that album makes it? Pardon? Yeah, my man. Cool. Yeah, Stranger on the Shore. Is that your brother? Wait, does that imagine if yes, my brother sounded like that? 
just walked in on that. I remember the first time I listened to that record. I went. I came to Brighton. I went to. I think it was called Mike Check at the time. It was right. really shit. It used to sell like Fubu Platinum and stuff. It was a really shit like hip hop clothing store. Yeah. But it had um, a few like mixtapes and albums and stuff. And I bought the first Lewis Parker joint and I bought music from the corner volume one. And uh, the first time I put it on, I heard Chester's voice. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. <laughs> like, and I'd never heard anybody use, I don't know, rap that poetically before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was so thought-provoking to me that, yes, like I still listen to it on like a weekly basis. It's still on my playlist all the time. It's so weird that, because like now, hearing a, a, a British accent on hip-hop or whatever is just not a thing. You know, you know, people don't, it's just accepted now. But I remember like, I did you find this? Like, I even had friends that were into hip-hop, but just couldn't get their heads around a British voice. Yeah, yeah, for that. real. It was like... It's just something about it that just... Whereas now, that seems mad, doesn't it? But those guys yeah. were... There was just two schools, weren't there? The guys that did American accents and then the guys that did British accents. Yeah, yeah. But it still kind of excites me now when I listen to it on the radio. If someone comes on the radio and is rapping in a British accent, Yeah. I still think that's a thing. Like, it's still still exciting. Yeah. I, I, I think... Um, I mean, do you think you've got a voice for... Spitting bars? You've got... A, yeah. You've got a rap voice? Have you ever rapped? No. Okay, I into that chat. Martin. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever rapped? No, I'm a DJ. No, I know, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. But have you ever rapped? Uh, I'd be really bad at it. Yeah, I would too, but that didn't stop, that would stop me. <laughs> Go for it. No, I'm not, fuck off. Debut from the ROM committee. No, 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 no. I could be a hype no, man. No, no, no. This is what we're talking about. No, no, no. No, that ain't going to fucking happen. No, fair point. It's not going to happen. No, listen. No! No. No, no, no. Listen. Listen. Ranger, the lazy-eyed assassin, has retired. <laughs> Maybe your brother could be a hype man. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Come off all fucking nice. What a nice bloke. And then fucking shot to the jugular just as we're wrapping this up. Sorry, mate. Unbelievable, mate. Um, so, uh, I would, uh, by the way, two things I wanted to ask you before yeah. we wrap up. We're almost out of time here. Okay. Rupert. Have, you got, have you got any questions? I should ask you. Have you got I any know, questions? No, you, you fire, fire. Okay, off. thank you. Thank you I so like much. your body language, though. Pardon? I like your body language. <laughs> it's just, I'm so fucked off about that ROM committee thing. I can't even, I don't even want to face you right now. You just imagine you're daggering me as I finish this interview. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I regret the daggering bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want that to go on record. Uh, partly because halfway through, I thought this isn't as funny or as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Secondly, I don't know if you know, the look on your face when we sat down was so... You, were so, you looked like you were gutted. kind of wish I'd have got like a boomerang of it, though, you know. <laughs> Well, the show's not over. <laughs> Fuck off, Rupert. Something to write on your epitaph, isn't it? Uh, you supported Farrah Monch, right? Yeah, man. Well, how did that come about and what was that like? Was so that with it, Rum Committee? Yeah, basically, it was around the time that we released Booze Town. And um, it kind of, it, it wasn't like a really popular album, but it got around a bit and we managed to get it to some promoters around the area. And a few people came back and said, yeah, do you want to support Slot? So we supported like... I think like Slum Village and maybe like Lord Furness and then Farrah Munch. And what is it like supporting those guys? Because obviously to you, like, you know, you're sort of thinking, fuck it, we're going to meet these guys. Are they actually open to chatting to you? It's quite disappointing, really. <laughs> in, what, in what way? Well, because they've never fucking heard of you. <laughs> you're just some guy from a small place in the UK that's insignificant to them or their career. But... This but, is really this is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I went, we did an MF Doom gig once. Right. And I tried to say hello. And I just put my hand out like that, man, to, to be like, yo. And his security guard just stood in front of him <laughs> and blocked me from getting my hand. Then he went oh here. Oh, my and I was God. Like, All right, cool. Sorry, mate. Nice one. 
Fucking We got hell. paid 40 quid to support you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a fucking six-pack of Red Stripe. <laughs> I'm never coming to see you again, dickhead. Wow. But, but the, 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 um, it was the last really good rum committee gig that I did. Right. And the boys would probably agree with me. That um, we supported very much at the Concord too, and it was fucking amazing. It was one, it's still to this day, one of the best gigs I ever did, right. because the whole of Brighton showed up and went mental for our set yeah. supporting, and like st- I'm like shivering talking about it because it was amazing. And and, and and Pharaoh's like all of our heroes, and supporting him, and he was real safe to us. So he was nice, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Thank God. <laughs> I love Pharaoh much too much to hear that he was a prick. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to get him on the podcast, haven't we? We did try and get him on the podcast, and, uh, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> but fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Pharaoh, if you're in the audience, it's more likely than my brother being here. <laughs> Please come on the podcast. Uh, so that was amazing, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you talk directly to him? Yeah, for like a couple minutes. I, mm. I actually handed him a CD at the time. Right. And I'd done a tune that I was like thinking about getting him on or asking him to be on it. And yeah. he took the CD kind of reluctantly-ish and, uh, and never got back to me. <laughs> but then I went for dinner with him in New York about two, three months ago right. with a friend of ours. And, yeah. um, Did you bring the same CD? Yeah, he gave it back to me and said, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want that shit. <laughs> that tune's garbage, son. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but fuck it. I, I did a joint on his new album, um, which is probably going to come out at some point in the next 20 years, so I don't know. But yeah, it's very, it's very exciting to me. Yeah, you know. it is exciting. It's, uh, it's also exciting to me that Martin finally timed one of his sound effects correctly. I'm excited about yeah. it. I can't wait to hear the song. Yeah, um, and the other thing I want to ask you before we uh, go yeah. to the interval is... High focus. Yeah, man. So UK hip hop was like, it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. I mean, it was on, it was nah. like, it was almost gone. It felt like, do you know what I mean? Like, and high focus and other labels, but it feels like high focus at the forefront of it have just blown up. It hadn't gone away. Yeah. But I think it wasn't quite as celebrated as it once was. Yeah. From the days of like low life records and. Nights like beer and rap down here and people like Cashmere and Verb T and stuff like that from Verb T when he wasn't with Five Focus. But um, yeah, it, it, there was, it definitely feels like there's like a real little renaissance and, 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 and it's come to the forefront again. It's and why do you think, do you think there's... Do you think that's just because they've kept on putting out quality stuff? Is it a particular reason? I just think good branding, quality of music... And and just a, a a good attitude has helped them really, you know. I think UK hip hop's been a, a funny one for a lot of people, and yeah. promotion's not always the best. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, they they had really good branding and 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 really quality music. Do you know what I mean? And good rappers. Yeah. So. And uh, fine. By the way, thank you. Be- best guest we've ever had. Right out there. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Great. Hi. I'm not going to take that compliment because I've listened to every single one of your podcasts and I know you fucking say that to everyone. It's a new thing. Yeah. It's a new thing. We didn't yeah. say it to Tom Davis, did we? He was shit. No. Yeah. Uh, no, but thank you so much for having me on, man. Like, no, listen, mate. I was actually really gassed because I love the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, it was... I, I, the applause for the podcast was so much more muted than the applause for Rory. It, it just, it, just fuck you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, is there anything you want to tell us to look out for coming up? Or are you just working on stuff? And yeah, I just want you know, I want to, people to listen to the music of my friends and stuff. So, yeah. um, Gizmo's got a new album out, um, and Seasons has got some new stuff on the way, um, and then. Backstar did a tune on his album. You mentioned it. It's a little bit old, but you should listen to it if you haven't already. Um, Dirty Dyke's new album, A Critic's Now, yeah. is killer. 
That um, album's fucking great, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. He's, he's, he's come a little bit different on it. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, I really respect him for, for thinking outside the box and that. Have you seen his live shows? Uh, we, well, we did. I saw a little bit because he came and did one of the Hip Hop Save My Life's lives yeah. and then he did a bit after. But I've not been, I've heard it, it goes a caravan on, on stage that you have to walk through the caravan to get onto stage. Really? Which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so could you please give it up for the fantastic Rag and Bone Man? Thank you very much. Give it up for Rumadge. Uh, thank you so much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.